Hello and welcome to the e-commerce playbook podcast. My name is Andrew Ferris. Thanks so much for joining me today for another episode of the show talking about something I don't think I've ever dedicated a full episode to, and that is subscription businesses. And it's funny because we talk all the time on the show about the uh, importance of generating um, profitability, not just on your paid channels, but uh, generating a, a good, well-rounded, holistic business. And there's just no question that on the retention side of an e-commerce business, one of the most powerful levers that you can pull is having a meaningful part of your business being subscription. I think the reason it hasn't come up primarily is that while subscription has been a part of, of different businesses that I have personally interacted with, including if you followed the story of this show for a little while, some of the 4 by 400 businesses, um, you know, we have a subscription business at Bamboo Earth, still do. There was a little small part added to select products along the way, but it wasn't a full major part of the efforts that we were that we were um, going through. At least it wasn't the, the lion's share of where our efforts were. So that business grew, it was important, we tracked it, but it wasn't the main thing. The fascinating thing about that is if you can make a subscription business work for your business, it is so powerful in every possible way. I've talked actively to brokers who have talked about how like um, evaluators of businesses when they're in the due diligence process, love seeing a, a significant subscription business. It just adds real value to the business. So um, I think it's a great topic for us to be getting into. I won't delay it anymore. And I have a very special guest on the show. I'm gonna introduce her in a second. Hang in there. Let's get right in. All right, I have a special guest on the show. I probably should have said that in the intro. Um, but that guest is Judith Sue. Judith is the product marketing manager at Yachtpo Subscriptions. Um, and uh, so has all kinds of great things from an inside perspective to stay on this topic. Judith, thanks for joining me and welcome. Thank you for having me, Andrew. I'm so excited to dig in. Yeah. So, um, you know, like I said in the intro, like uh, subscriptions is not, this show is pretty tactical and it's a lot of me <laughs> monologuing and um, preaching at people. Uh, but, uh, but it's funny, like, this is something that I like strongly believe uh, that subscriptions are a really crucial part of, um, or can be a really important part of growing a business and e-com business that has a lot of value um, because of obvious reasons, right? It is it, it, uh, retention revenue is really hard to grow just with pure tactics. Uh, it's real. I mean, you can send more email and that's great. You can move things on the margins that way, but it's really hard to like, say, double your customer LTV with those kinds of things. Um, there, it typically requires fundamental changes to the way that you're, you're um, doing retention in a business. So um, one of those potential fundamental changes is adding subscription to a business that doesn't have it. Or um, if you have subscription to really making that a huge part of what you're doing, putting in the time and the effort and all those things. So um, I don't know, broadly speaking, um, you have this really interesting perspective. You probably see a lot of e-com businesses running subscriptions. Let's just start kind of big picture. Um, how are um, businesses right now effectively growing subscription businesses uh, in 2022 at this moment? Uh, yeah, totally. So, um, you know, to reiterate your point, uh, subscriptions is super wonderful. It shows results in terms of driving customer lifetime value and recurring revenue, which is super essential in our market. I'm sure everybody's super tired of hearing that retention is king right now. Um, but yeah, it is a, a piece of the bigger puzzle. So um, just increasing retention by 5% can actually increase your profits by 25 to 95%. Bain and company did a research on that. And I think that is extremely um, indicative of like why it's necessary. 
but how do you that, do that's that, just right? that's just because of the math right that like essentially if you're adding retention to it you're just it's there's by not having to spend money to acquire customers you're just contributing so much more of the margin and that's the phrase we use right contribution margin exactly um, to the bottom line as opposed to like having to get that eaten up in um you know or giving it to and, and acquiring new customers because yeah. cost, right. um, you know, I think it's a widely known statistic at this point that it's like five times more expensive to acquire than it is to retain. So yeah, the, the math just like really works out there. Um, but being that subscriptions is just part of the lever, um, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do uh, to build on top of your subscriptions, right? You want to um, in add on additional campaigns to your subscriptions. Just letting it run in the background isn't extremely effective. Obviously, your devout loyal customers will always um, you know, sign on to subscriptions and they derive some benefit from that. But what you really want to do is um, convince other people that they want to sign on as well, right? So a couple of ways that we've seen um, at Yapo um, people will be really, really uh, successful in subscriptions is linking it to, say, a reviews product, you know, reaching out to um, your customers who are giving you four to five stars and being like, hey, you'll notice that you loved it. Let's uh, let's work this out. We'll give you a discount or um, some sort of benefit or offering um, loyalty points, loyalty perks, some sort of a surprise factor um, for someone to continue to stay on with you, hit um, giving them perks when they hit benchmarks in terms of subscriptions um, and, you know, at the baseline, really growing your subscriptions um, through any sort of SMS channel or email channel, reaching out to people who um, have signed up with you, have, you know, indicated interest, they're, they're all great, great um, avenues in which you can grow uh, subscriptions instantly. I think the, the five-star review thing is so interesting. I like, I, I always had it in mind to play with this more um, and, and I've done a little bit of stuff here, but just that like when somebody has gone out of their way to um, give you a really good review on a product um, and you have that little information tagged to their profile, thinking about how you follow up with that particular customer and what the next way to provide them value is um, because they have they've liked your product enough to tell you five stars, leave you a review. And uh, uh, what the next way is to sort of activate that customer and to keep them having a great experience with the brand. Uh, it just makes so much sense to me that you would sort of create a specific plan for those customers. And like like with like with most things, right? Like retention, in my experience, works with like um there's diminishing returns on your ability to um to activate additional people. Like so like so much of the key is taking that group of people who really, really love um, what you're doing and being able to reach out to them in some way to, again, sort of have a value exchange there that really makes sense for your brand. I always, I, I always am hesitant to say like, how do you extract value from them? Cause they're humans, right? You don't want to like, like, I know you're trying to get money from them, but you, you, if you think entirely about how to extract value out of somebody, it, it's, it feels gross, but, the, um, <laughs> but, but, but right. So, so there is a value exchange that has to happen, but to try to take that person who is, who's raising their hand and saying, Hey, I like what you're doing here a lot. Um, and so, so sort of making one of the levers, their subscription makes a ton of sense to me that you'd, you'd say to them, okay, I'm going to try to make it easier for you, more convenient for you to, um, keep experiencing my product or to add a product to it or, or to try something new or whatever. Uh, it, it makes a lot of sense. 
Yeah, totally. And I think it's like a two-way benefit too. Not only do, you know, these, uh, these people who are really enjoying your product, um, get, uh, acts, well, well, not only do you derive additional value from, you know, uh, predictable revenue and things like that, but these, uh, these, loyal customers or these very happy customers are also getting, you know, additional convenience. And, um, you know, sometimes that also means like, uh, <laughs> discounts and things yeah, like that totally. keeps yeah. them like happy. It makes them extremely happy to, um, have long term. Yeah. Is there ever, a, do you ever see something where the, I don't know if you guys have done any research on this, but if there's any, um, world in which the the discount for the subscription is cannibalizing those people's desire to come back anyway. Like, have you guys ever tried to solve that problem? Do you see what I'm saying? Like if I gave somebody 10% off to, to subscribe, was that person going to come back anyway? Um, so I didn't need to give them the discount. Do you have, do you have any thoughts on that? Um, I'm sure to some degree, like you're saying, um, like this customer, a lot of people who sign up for subscriptions are people who would purchase the product again anyways. Um, what the real benefit you're giving in the 10% discount is that um, you have this constant cadence of communication. I think um, one thing that we always um, undermine is the fact that, you know, customers don't want to be thinking about buying your product. They yeah, want to totally. be thinking about your brand and how like happy that has like made them. And so, you know, um, you're creating this constant cadence of, Hey, here we are again. Like here's, right. here's your stuff. Like here's the stuff that you love so much. And you know, they don't have to, um, yeah. put any additional effort to come back to you and, <laughs> and yeah. the product. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. And I think the SMS thing makes a lot of sense too. the, the whole interaction with the, especially once you're subscribing and once convenience is part of the value proposition of subscription, it makes a lot of sense to me that you'd want to make that SMS experience super great. Um, to, because if you can manage your subscriptions just with a text, if you can, um, get notified about it just from there, I don't have to go open up a profile somewhere and sign in and do all of that stuff. Like it feels like, um, it feels like it's a really meaningful way to make subscriptions a better experience for people. Yeah. Convenience is key right now. Convenience is king. That's how uh, Amazon got so big, really. That's right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay. All well and good. Sounds awesome. Um, but I am certain there are people who probably decided to turn this episode on thinking like, I guess I'll think about this, but my business simply cannot run subscription. Like I'm not selling, you know, like the brands I mentioned to start are a skincare brand and a brand selling replenishable um, washed products for off-road vehicles. Like it's like, it's replenishable stuff basically. Right. So, um, so what about those brands that are thinking about subscription, love the idea of generating the LTV and it all sounds really well and good for them, but they're like, Hey, like there is just no, there's just no replenishable part of my business. How could I possibly make subscriptions work for me? Have you, have you seen, I mean, again, you probably see a lot of brands. Have you seen brands that are sort of atypical making this a meaningful part of their revenue? Oh, a hundred percent. Um, this is one of the topics that I'm actually most uh, passionate about because I think that you're absolutely spot on and the, that there's this misconception that your product has to be in a, a replenishable, like whether that may be like a vitamin, um, some sort of beauty product, diapers, et cetera, um, or even like a streaming service to offer subscriptions, but that's not true at all. So, um, there's, while those types of products are like really uniquely positioned to, you know, just put on subscriptions and let it run and like 
you know, rainbows and lollipops, but um, there's additional things that you can do with subscriptions. Um, I find that I find it hard to find a brand that wouldn't be able to offer subscriptions, whether that may be, you know, additional, such as like add-ons, refills, um, ongoing care of the primary products you're selling, um, replacements, uh, surprise or loyalty boxes, uh, seasonal or annual releases. Um, and I think like sometimes you underestimate <laughs> how fast people go through even like very big products or very um, almost untangible products. Yeah. Do you have examples of that? Like, can you think of, of, um, of brands so, that are doing that? Oh my gosh. Uh, so one example I can think of is like a grill company, right? You're thinking like, I'm selling like thousands of dollars in like this giant grill. Like nobody's going to buy like five grills on recurring, but like right. something that you can add on to is like, grill racks or, you know, like partnerships with different like seasoning brands or things like that, that you can actually just um, offer as an ongoing refill um, or, you know, ongoing care of the grill, you know, it, you most likely are able to trust um, the company that you bought your grill from on what cleaning products to use and what, uh, <laughs> what grill products um, to use. So, yeah. That's super clever. I think like thinking about sort of value add around your product I think what it makes me think of is like almost the thing you said earlier, which is that the thing that won't work is is running it in the background. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, it's almost like the, the curse of being replenishable or something is just that like, it's sort of just too easy to be like, ah, you can subscribe add, add the button that says 10% off if you have a recurring order and that's it. But like for the brand that actually has to think about it, what did I, you know, um, constraints, constraints generate creativity, right? So if, if, if you can't just keep shipping somebody a grill every three months, right. Um, <laughs> yeah. They, well, if but but you want the LTV, like well, that's a problem to solve, and the problem to solve then becomes really defined with these clear boundaries. It's just like okay, here's what I can't do, um, and here's what I can do. And if it's too easy, then you might just kind of like whatever. I mean, if you're if you're you know, Bamboo Earth should be should be doing all the normal stuff, right? Just managing their um, their uh, acquisition carefully, thinking about what the right incentive is, and then being careful about churn. All the like baseline evergreen tactics of subscription. But for somebody who's not in that world, like I, I, it does make me think like, what would you, yeah, there may be a real, um, a real way to add value and do something creative, and interesting, and actually put the time into it to like generate something meaningful. You know, I think it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And your customers want to be surprised and delighted. And to your point, I mean, it doesn't like it can work, you know, just adding subscriptions and letting it run in the background. But, you know, I've since we started Yacht Post subscriptions, I've heard so many brands just come to me and say, like, I don't know how to like I, I have it running. It's quite successful. I love that, you know, you know, it's doing all these things it's, it's promising to do, but I genuinely don't know what's next, you know, what how to grow it. Like there's no the resource that I'm using right now, there's no real indications or no uh, ways to push our customers uh, towards the subscription. And I'm, I'm feeling kind of lost. And, you know, it's like the small things that you can do, whether that may be like, you know, checkout nudges when you're buying a product, um, you know, giving, popping them a quick notification saying, do you want to save 15% make this a subscription? It's like those small things that need to be built into um, your subscriptions playbook, so to say, um, is, is extremely beneficial. Um, and it, it, you can't just in this day and age, can't just rely on it to set and forget in the background. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. That's cool. Um, I mean, maybe that kind of gets into this, but like, what do you see as the sort of common, um, 
frustrations, pain points for brands as they're as they're running subscription businesses. Um, you see areas where this is that consistent thing that is tripping people up as they're trying to add subscription, make it a meaningful part of their revenue. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we just talked about, you know, brands not thinking that their product might be a good fit. Um, and I really believe that, you know, most brands, if all, if not all brands could offer subscriptions, if there was, anyone ever wants to challenge me on that, please, you know, hit me up on LinkedIn or something like that. I'll, I'll try to find a way. That's fun. That's work. a fun game. Like, yeah, yeah send Judith your brand and have I've, her help figure out what the subscription product is. I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm hoping that this is not going to be a full-time job now. Um, subscriptions consultant, but, um, Oh, oh Judith, the, the, the millions of listeners I have are going to bombard you right yeah. now. Like, you, yeah, no, that's, um, that's, I mean, I would do that. Like, that's cool. Like, yeah, it'd be, um, it'd be, it'd be fun to think about. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely, it's great for, I mean, it's a fun activity for me. I do it on my off times, but um, yeah, that's, that's one of the main reasons. And then underneath that, it's always been perceived to be like difficult to do and difficult to get started with subscriptions. Um, a lot of like brands come to me and say like, I actually like wanted to do subscriptions, but I consulted with a web team. I consulted with X, X and X and it would have cost just too much money to build. And that's no longer the case. Um, many times you're able to offer subscriptions in just minutes. It's really like with Yapo, for example, you can um, you just download the app and get it live in under eight minutes. Um, and it doesn't have to be, you don't have to have any sort of coding knowledge. You don't have to have any sort of like website knowledge to get that to happen. Um, and then there's also, you know, this cost factor, um, until recently, you know, brands were sinking a lot of money into building something like Sephora, something like Amazon subscribe and save and things like that. There's so many systems out there right now that can actually yeah. like do it for you. So yeah. I think it's just, um, you know, times have changed. It's it's gotten easier. And I think it's just a matter of spreading the information. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's fast. It's fascinating even in terms of like the sort of software environment for it, because like, I know I've just like everybody I've ever talked to who's run subscriptions is annoyed with their subscription platform. Um, <laughs> but what's happening is like, it's such a valuable thing and valuable thing for, for SaaS providers too, that like, it makes sense to me that, you know, you guys have your product and um, as as a meaningful alternative to sort of what else is out there. Because, uh, because yeah, I, I think like what you're seeing is now an ecosystem around it and it's all built around the same premise, right? Which is like, man, if you can make a meaningful part of your business subscription, it will really add a lot of value. So um, yeah, I think it's, I think it, it makes sense what you're saying that like there's sort of a lot of barriers removed as there's, as, as there's a real market now of, of, of options and, and, uh, and yeah. Cool. Yeah. And I think actually a bigger risk right now that everybody else is seeing is um, missing out on top tapping in properly, totally. especially when your customers are engaged and excited. Um, I had a pretty big brand come to me recently and say, like, we had this momentum going during COVID where we were just selling mass, mass, mass. Um, and it would have been so great to have um, <laughs> have subscriptions then because then, you know, that was just such a like missed opportunity and revenue. And I think that that can be said of um, a lot of other products as well. That's so funny. I, I talked to a I totally talked to a, a brand the other day as well that had the exact same thing. They said they were just printing money on their advertising for masks during during COVID. They were mm -hmm. able to spin them up really fast, but that those customers have been basically worthless to them since then. Uh, they were not able to lock them into anything beyond that. And that if they had had at that moment the ability to capitalize on those on those customers from an LTV perspective, they would have really been able to 
the smash. So that yeah, makes, makes perfect yeah, sense. Get in, get in on the hype. <laughs> right. Yeah, totally. Um, interesting. Um, okay. And then here's another thing that I think is, is, uh, sort of one of the challenges of subscriptions is like, everybody has at least like, so like I'm a, I'm a person where the convenience factor is like a real value add. I, I want to think about the things that I buy often as little as possible. I don't enjoy it. I don't shopping is for fun. It's not like a thing for me, you know? <laughs> so it's like, if I can get something that shows up at the right time all the time and I have the right amount of it, like it's fantastic. But of course, like, um, everybody has also experienced probably where they subscribe to something like this is going to work out great, but then they have too much or too little or whatever. So, um, from the customer perspective, do you see things that are sort of resonating, um, most with customers to make it an actually great experience for them on the subscription side, as opposed to, you know, it's nice to get the 10% off, but uh, how do you actually keep the customer like happy? Yeah. Um, this is a crazy thing we learned through this subscription, like research process, but, uh, the easier that you make it, uh, for a customer to be able to cancel the less that they cancel, which is some, such a crazy, like, um, That's fascinating. You, you, yeah. You imagine adding like a cancel button Wait. there. Um, a customer will be like, mm, like I'm gone, I'm done. But realistically speaking, like, you know, <laughs> for convenience shoppers such as yourself like um having the option to cancel at any time really makes you think oh like you know i could just do like like i'll, I'll have another i'll subscribe for another month and like if i you know want to cancel next time then i'll cancel next time and it just like runs in the background and so many consumers actually like think like that that you know um we've really seen that like <laughs> the more flexibility that you give customers, the more that your um, subscriptions retentions actually goes up. So uh, <laughs> being able to cancel the flexibility to pause a subscription, flexibility to gift a subscription to a user. So, you know, if you're buying bar soap and uh, you're like, I have too much of this bar soap, but my brother in you know Utah would love this bar soap, send it over to him instead of, you know, canceling. Those kind of things have um, made this subscription business so successful. That's super interesting. I, that data point, that data point about making it easier to cancel is, is, is so interesting. I mean, I think there's a yeah. whole thing about sort of how customers interact with the actual subscription mechanism and making it so that it's like easy to manage, easy to push back, easy to do all like, but having a cancel button clearly, it's just this funny thing. Like there's this back and forth always with this, which is like sort of friction reduction. Um, in the places where you want it, you know, there's, there's everybody's also had the experience where like brands make it very hard, excuse me, uh, brands make it very hard to do the thing you want to do. And often that's especially where it's like canceling or something like that. And, yeah. um, it's so annoying and I hate it so much. And I know exactly what companies are doing when they do it. It just yeah. makes me hate the company and all exactly. that stuff. But yeah, but like, it's bad it's for funny. your branding. And also like, if you think, if you think back, if you're like saying like, I subscribed to this one soap company and it made it like, it took me like a week to cancel that versus like I subscribed to another soap company. I just canceled it. Like, which one are you more willing to just start up again when you run out of soap? Yeah. 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 Right. Very, yeah. And then another great thing that I forgot about earlier is this concept of swapping and adding products um, that's relatively new in subscriptions too. Um, if you're in your like subscriptions portal or whatever on your customer's website uh, or your, sorry, on your brand's website, um, you know, you're kind of already in the shopping environment. Um, totally. it, why, if you just click a simple like swap product, you can go through and look 
at like additional products. And it's such a value add to brands because not only do they not lose a subscription, they also potentially get additional things yep. <laughs> um, to upsell in their subscription boxes. So um, that was a very fun uh, thing that we found as well. Totally. Yeah. Awesome. Um, cool. Tell me um, anything that you want to tell me about Yapo subscription specifically. That's obviously where you're from. Is there anything you think that you guys do particularly well that is um, sort of a, a separator for you? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> it's hard not to toot our own horns, but we've done. No, do it. Go go for it. That's why I asked the question. I mean, you, you have the best product. inside knowledge of your product. And, and and like I said, I think it's a real pain point for people with subscriptions is their platforms are frustrating for them. Like that's absolutely been an experience yeah. I've had. So, yeah. Yeah. So we built our product really, you know, we're a newer comer in the market because we built our product really after doing a lot of research with um, customers of all industries and really trying to understand what the needs are, what the pain points are. And so we've really sought to address, you know, the pain points that they've had with legacy providers, whether that may be like um, flexibility for the merchant, flexibility for the customer, um, you know, how easy it is to add subscriptions. Um, I think we're probably not to toot our own horns again, but um, the 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 platform in which you can add the, your subscriptions the fastest uh, in the most seamless way possible, um, the easiest to like migrate over to if you're on a legacy platform. Um, and we don't want to just be another subscriptions management platform. We want to be a subscriptions growth platform. We want to help you with your retention efforts. Um, and we're like ramping up, especially now. Um, retention is king. Yeah. Right. If I switch from a other subscriber over to you guys, that's an easy port basically of all the information. Yeah. So uh, the switchover, it can be done in under 48 hours and there's no business interruption. So, um, you know, your awesome. customers won't likely, will likely not even notice like a big difference um, on their end. Yeah. And then, yeah, you're over on Yapo and we're moving forward. <laughs> cool. Yeah. No, I think it's just worth saying, like I said, I mean, you live in your product and I think it's, it's, uh, it's worth hearing your perspective on it. So, um, yeah, cool. Um, okay. Anything else that we left out? Anything else that you know, again, like I said, you you see a lot of subscription brands relative to the average person. So, just any any anything we missed that we didn't cover off on that's worth hearing. Or, um, yeah, I mean, I have a great statistic uh, laying around in my head somewhere that I think it was uh, Shopify that uh, said, uh, like subscription, like about seventy to eighty percent of brands will be offering subscriptions in the next year or two, and so like. It's it's such a it's such a clear you know message to all those brands who aren't currently on subscriptions that it's time everybody's right. thinking about it it's yeah. time to innovate. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Cool. All right, Judith, thank you so much for taking a few minutes and talking through this. Like I said, I don't think I've ever done an episode specifically on this topic, but it's a really good topic. So um, I appreciate it, and uh, yeah. Thanks for your time. Thanks for having me here. All right. Thanks to Judith. That was a really helpful overview, I think. Uh, I hope it was helpful to me um, kind of hearing, like I said, from some inside inside perspective on um, on what you're saying. It actually makes me wonder about sort of doing this sort of thing in the future. Um, one of the great things I've always said about working at an agency is that you just see a lot of brands and a lot of approaches like that. And I think there's probably something similar going on um, for our software providers where um, people who are really invested in their customer's success are able to um, 
are able to see a lot of what's going right and what's going wrong for a lot of different businesses. So, um, so yeah, hope that was helpful to you. Um, as always, um, please uh, rate, review all the normal stuff. And if you would like to follow up, Judith, you're still here. Let me just ask you, if somebody wants to follow up and to know sort of how to get in contact with you or with Diapo subscriptions, what's the best way for them to go check all that out? Um, so you can uh, message me on LinkedIn. Um, uh, we'll put at, that in the show notes for sure. Yeah, the LinkedIn link backslash uh, Judith, J-U-D-I-T-H-K-A-Y-Z-H-U. Um, and you can find me there and uh, shoot me a message. I'll try my best to help. <laughs> yeah, awesome. And then if they want to go straight to your Apple subscriptions, they want to bypass um, you and just go check it out, what should they do? Uh, so if you would like to download the app, um, you want to go Shopify backslash Yapo dash subscriptions. And then uh, on the Yapo website, uh, give me one sec. <laughs> well, well, why don't you, we'll, we'll have a link um, in the show notes so that people can go, go to it um, and just find it really nice and easy there. Sounds good. Cool. So go check that out and you can go from there. Um, thanks again, Judith. And... Uh, I think that's it. Talk to you next week. Appreciate it. Thank you.